I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. So I want to welcome you to today's podcast and God has something very special for you today. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm very convinced that at the end of today, your life is not going to be the same again because words will come to you from the Spirit of God that will transform your life forever and ever. Hallelujah. Before we go on, I want us to look at the first scripture for today, the book of Psalms. 119 verse 105 Psalm 119 verse 105 says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path which means without the word of God in your life you will be walking in darkness Hallelujah. Without the word of God in your life, you'll be walking in darkness. And what is darkness? In the realm of the spirit, darkness actually is ignorance. Anything you don't have knowledge of, like you don't know the word of God concerning that thing, in that area of your life, there is darkness. If you see a Christian who is suffering with sickness, it's because in the area of health, the person is in darkness. Hallelujah. So if you want to live in divine health, you need light in the area of that, of health. You need to understand what the word of God is saying concerning your health. Hallelujah. Now I want to go to verse 130 of the same chapter. It says, The entrance of thy word giveth light. Hallelujah. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Hallelujah. There is something about the entrance of the word of God. If the word of God can gain entrance into your heart, into your life, it will bring light. Hallelujah. And it says, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Hallelujah. Now the simple is, 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 is um, someone who is void of understanding, someone who lacks understanding. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But when the word of God enters into your life, it brings light. Hallelujah. You know, for some time I've been teaching, I've been teaching on different things. I've been teaching people how to, you know, overcome the wicked one. Here you are in your house and this happens to many people. From time to time, maybe you're alone in your room and suddenly you feel an evil presence. You just feel like somebody else is with you in the room. And like this person wants to harm you. Now, this is not something that happens when you're sleeping or something. It's like you are awake and you feel. Sometimes maybe you wake up from a sleep and you feel that presence in your room. Hallelujah. There are many people that die that way. There was someone I was talking to recently. 
and the person told me of a relative that had died. And I said, what happened to the person? How did the person die? I said, she died from her sleep. She slept and passed away like that. Why? Because of such things. They come to them, that evil presence. Hallelujah. And this happens to a lot of people. So how do you overcome? I said, I was teaching people, I said, the first thing you do is dispel fear. Because the number one weapon of the enemy is fear. He will bring fear to you. If he can bring, that's why you see the satanists and all those people. They have to wear those costumes, wear those things to look scary. Those, you know, very fearful things to depict death and all these things that they feel they can do to you. So when you see those things, naturally fear comes to you. And once you are afraid, then they can pounce on you. Because fear kind of like opens the door for them to come in and bring destruction into your life. Hallelujah. So, but when you have that feeling, the feeling is there. But what do you do? You dispel fear. Say, I refuse to fear in the name of Jesus. Now, once you say that, say, I refuse to fear. Once you say that, you dispel fear. Hallelujah. And with that, you paralyze the enemy. He's paralyzed. He doesn't have any, there's nothing he can do to you anymore because you've seized his weapon. Hallelujah. You've seized his weapon. And if you study through the scriptures, most of the times you see when angels show up, the first thing they say is, fear not. Don't be afraid. They dispel fear. Hallelujah. Because the truth is that where there is fear, you can't even receive anything from angels. Hallelujah. Because they operate in an environment of faith. But because they know that you are not used to such supernatural experiences, I mean, it's not every day an angel appears to you physically and you see him and all that. So the natural response you would want to, you know, is to have fear. So they say, fear not. Because the moment you are afraid, you go into panic mode, they can't function. So they say, fear not. Hallelujah. So when you see that or you're in such an environment, the first thing, I refuse to fear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Once you dispel fear, because the Bible says fear is a spirit. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that to you. The book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because, look at it, he says, fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Now let's go to verse 8 of the same chapter. And look at it. He says, He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. Hallelujah. So if we go back to that verse 18 and read it again, it will make more sense to you now. It says, There is no fear in love. And the Bible says, God is love. Hallelujah. So we're going to remove love and put God there. See, there is no fear in God. But perfect God, God being perfect, casted out fear. Fear is a spirit. Look at it. It goes on to say, because fear has torment. is a spirit. Fear is a tormenting spirit. So it says, he that feareth is not made perfect in God, in love. Hallelujah. So fear is a tormenting spirit. When you are walking fear, the Bible says, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. 
When you have fear, you cannot function. You can't receive anything from God. Hallelujah. So, fear has to be removed. We come against, it's a battle, a fight that you must fight. Because fear is a spirit. If Satan wants to enter and destroy somebody's life, the first thing he sends is the spirit of fear. And of course, fear has cousins like doubt, unbelief. They are all cousins of fear. They are all related. Hallelujah. So that's what he does. So you as a child of God, you resist that spirit of fear. How? By saying it. And again, I want to say that fear is not what you feel. You might feel fearful does not mean you are afraid. You might feel fearful like the feeling will be there, could be there. But that doesn't mean you are afraid. Fear is what you say and what you do. Hallelujah. Your response to that feeling, that is what fear is. Hallelujah. Fear is your response to that feeling. Just the way faith is an action. Faith is not a feeling. There are some people... Um, maybe I want to pray for them or something. And I said, um, it's like you don't have faith. He said, no, I have faith. No, you don't have faith because you say you have faith. There is an action that is what proves that you have faith. It shows in your confession. It shows in your, your, your behavior. It shows. If you read in the book of Acts, I think chapter 14, Paul, Paul was preaching somewhere and the Bible says he perceived that uh, a certain man, I think it was Aeneas, had faith. Acts chapter 14. Let's go, go there. 14, 7. Acts chapter 14, 7. And, they, and there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same, watch this, he heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceived that he had faith to be healed. Faith can be seen, it can be felt, it can be perceived. The Bible says Paul perceived that this man had faith. Hallelujah. So those people, when I talk to them and they say, um, Pastor, I have faith. I say, no, because I can't perceive it. The Bible says Paul perceived that this man had faith to be healed. And, says, and he said with a loud voice, stand upright on my feet. And he leaped and walked. When the people had saw what was done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the speech of the line, uh, Lycania, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. The people were not wrong. <laughs> Actually, they were gods. They were not wrong. But where they made mistakes, they started giving them names. They called Barnabas, Jupiter, and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. And then if you read down on, they wanted to make sacrifices to them and all. That was the part that they were wrong. But that the gods were among them, of ye, of course they were. Jesus said, I have said, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. Hallelujah. Praise God. When Jesus lives in you, you carry God everywhere. And as a child of God, you are a small God. <laughs> you are a God. So the people were not wrong. It's just that this, we, we don't accept sacrifice. We don't accept worship. Hallelujah. All the worship, all the glory goes to our Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So faith can be perceived. Hallelujah. Just the same way fear can be perceived. Now it is said, I don't, I tried to do some studies. I've read a little bit about it and there were no conclusions. But it is said that dogs have a way of perceiving fear. It is said there are people, who, there are many people who have come up with a hypothesis 
that dogs can perceive fear. For example, if somebody, you know, um, they want to attack somebody and they are stirring the person, they can perceive fear and attack. Hallelujah. Now, all truths are parallel. Demons can perceive fear. Even if there are some people, you are speaking in tongues, but deep down inside of you, there is fear. So they are speaking tongues of fear. Hallelujah. And it will not work. It won't work. Hallelujah. It won't work. So the first thing to do, I was teaching some time ago and I was explaining to people how to build your spirit strong, how to strengthen your spirit. Hallelujah. Through prayer and the study of God's word. Because if your spirit is weak, when things like that happen, there will be fear. Hallelujah. There will be fear. And once there is fear, you will be defeated. Hallelujah. If you study your Bible, there was a man called Saul. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10. I'm going to read from verse 1. Glory to God. Now this is so powerful. Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head, the head of Saul, and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? He poured oil on the head of Saul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He poured oil. Now that oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. It's a physical sign of something spiritual that happened. Then he goes on to tell him, When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulchre in the border of Benjamin at Zelzah. And they will say unto thee, The asses which thou went to seek are found. And lo, thy father had left the care of the asses and saw it for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? Now he's giving him word of wisdom, telling him what will happen in the future by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And then he's telling him different things. Verse 5 says, After that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass that when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with a psaltery and a tabret and a pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Prior to this time, Saul was a timid fellow. He was tall, but was a timid fellow. They were looking for who to anoint at some point to be the captain of Israel. And Saul went to hide. He was timid. Hallelujah. But now the oil has been poured upon his head. And he says, the spirit of God will come upon you. You will prophesy. Part of the package of the anointing. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serves thee for God is with you. He says, do as occasion serves thee. In other words, the wisdom will come at the time you need it for whatever you need to do. Wisdom will come for it. He says, do as occasion serves thee for God is with you. Hallelujah. Since 2014, the Spirit of God told me, he said, study your Bible to know the word. But when you have to minister, yield yourself to me and I will give you what to say. And that has been my case for many, many, many years. Since then, that has been the case. I just, once I have to minister, I just yield myself to the Spirit and the words will just begin to come. The scriptures, everything comes right there. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. He says, do as occasion serve thee, for the Lord is with thee. Verse 8, 
He says, And thou shalt go down before me to Gilgal, and behold, I will come down unto thee to offer burnt offerings and sacrifice sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days thou shalt tarry till I come to thee and show you what you should do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if you go, go down to verse 26, I'm just trying to um, select the verses I read, but on your own, you can read the whole chapter. So many things to learn there. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. Because of the anointing, now God begins to send people to go and connect and walk with him. He sends them, he touches their heart and sends them. He touched their heart and sent them to go and walk with Saul. Part of the package, the anointing. And he says, but the children of Belial said, how shall this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no presents. But he held his peace. Something else to learn there. He said, the children of Belial didn't bring him presents, which means others brought him presents. There were others that brought him gifts because of the anointing. The anointing makes you attractive and people want to give. Hallelujah. People want to just bless you. The Bible says the children of Bila refused to bring presents, but others did because the oil was poured on his head. Hallelujah. Verse, uh, the next chapter, chapter 11, verse 1 says, Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh Gilead said unto Nahash, Make a covenant with us. Hallelujah. Now go to verse 4. Now a war was coming. Then came the messengers of Gibeah of Saul and told the tidings in the ear of the people. And all the people lifted their voices and wept. And behold, Saul came after the herd out of the field. And Saul said, What aileth the people that they weep? What's wrong with these people? Why are they crying? And they told him the tidings of the men of Jabesh. Look at verse 6. My God. Hey, Balabragado, Satahalamanda. He says, And the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard those tidings, and his anger was kindled greatly. This was because the anointing was upon Saul. The Spirit of God came upon him. Hallelujah. My God, my God, when that anointing comes upon you, you just know that anything is possible. Fear is thrown out of the window. Faith wells up in your spirit and you know you will get the victory. Hallelujah. And if you read on, Saul went on to get a great victory for the people of Jabesh. And for Israel, he got a great victory. Hallelujah. Why? Because the anointing was upon him. The spirit of faith arose in him. And he got a great victory. But if you read on, at some point, Saul became proud. Saul became proud. Hallelujah. And the anointing upon his head became stale. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people, there are people who are anointed, anointed by God. But they don't know that it's possible for the anointing to be stale. It's there all right, but it's stale. That's why the Bible says your head shall be anointed with fresh oil. We need fresh oil. And every time we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, every time we worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and do those spiritual exercises and activities, as we minister to the Lord, fresh oil is poured upon our head. Hallelujah. Because Saul had become proud. He had become stubborn. He had become disobedient. What happened to Saul? The spirit, the Bible says after, if you read in chapter 16, 
when David was anointed, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord left Saul. Hallelujah. And in the realm of the spirit, there is no vacuum. When the spirit of the Lord leaves, something else is coming in. The Bible says, and an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul. And that faith that Saul had, that drove him to get victories and battles, that faith left and fear came. If it were in the days when faith was in the heart of Saul and Goliath came to threaten Israel, Saul wouldn't have been scared. Saul would have faced him and fought him. But now, the spirit of the Lord had left. Ichabod and an evil spirit. The Bible says, remember the Bible says he was tormented. Saul was tormented. And they had to go and look for somebody who was a skillful player of the harp. I read earlier to you, 1 John chapter 4 verse 18, it says fear had torment. It was a spirit that brought fear to Saul. So Saul was scared. A man who was never scared before because the spirit of God left him. Another spirit had come that brought fear. Hallelujah. Another spirit came that brought fear. And once fear comes, like fear, it will drive you to do all kind of crazy things. Because of fear, Saul eventually went to seek a witch. He went to consult a witch, which led to his death. Fear. The Bible says fear had torment. Hallelujah. And most likely that guy is not in heaven today because of that. Hallelujah. So fear is a spirit we must fight. Sometimes, I'm telling you the truth, it happens to every one of us. The enemy will come in with information to try to make you fearful. Hallelujah. You must resist it. You must fight fear. Come against it. I refuse to fear in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you might need to say it five times. Say it. I refuse to fear in the name of Jesus. I refuse to fear. I do not fear. This is what I say to myself. I do not fear. Hallelujah. And then as you say that, some more scriptures will begin to come. Hallelujah. As they come, you say them out loud. Say them. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. So as you begin to release the word of God, as you begin to release scriptures, faith will well up in your heart and you win. You overcome. Hallelujah. Open to Psalm 23 verse 1. Now we always read this scripture and we say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hallelujah. But it's not just about want. The Lord, you can also read it this way. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not fear. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Because the only duty of the shepherd is not to provide for your needs. is also to protect you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you read that psalm, that, 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 um, that psalm, yes, Psalm 23. When you say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You can also say the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not fear. You can also say the Lord is my shepherd, I will not be sick, I refuse to be sick. The Lord is my shepherd, I will not die. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is my shepherd. If you read um, verse 4, it says, Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me, the shepherd. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
says, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, like really, really, if you look on the left, there's death. Look on the right, there's death. Like there's death everywhere, trouble everywhere. Look left and right, problem. He said, even if I find myself in such a situation, I refuse to fear. Why? Because the extraordinary strategist is with me. He knows the way out of every trouble. He's with me, so I refuse to fear. He's my shepherd. Somehow, he will bring me out of this trouble I found myself in. I know it, so I refuse to fear. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not fear. I will not die because the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It doesn't matter where I find myself. Somehow, see, he's not the same God. Jonah was thrown into the water. Jonah was thrown into the water. And then the Bible says a fish swallowed him. Do you know that there are some people, scientists who try to analyze that story in the Bible. And then they say, well, it's impossible for a, if a fish, most likely to be a whale because which other thing? Most likely to be a whale. But then the whale, the belly of the whale is very acidic. There's so much acid in the belly of a whale. It's not possible for a human being to survive in that for three days. It's not possible. So they rule it out. How stupid human beings could be. Didn't you read in that same book of Jonah how God caused a tree to grow overnight and then he died the next day? All that you see is not all there is. There is more. There are supernatural things that happen in this world. Where the Bible says that fish was from God. God arranged the fish. It was God who put that fish. Praise the Lord. Today we have submarines. Don't we have submarines? Where people can stay under the water for, for months and months. We have submarines. The Bible called it a fish. Because that's what the writer saw. Praise the Lord. Who knows what it could have been. Can God not create a biological submarine? Can't he do that? Who do you think God is? Hallelujah. See, if man, if human beings, look at it, can build something that can stay under the ocean for months and months and people will survive, they eat, they feed, they, they were able to condition the place so they can survive. Do you think God cannot do that? Hallelujah. The writers, let me tell you, the writers of old, they wrote based on what they knew. In their day, they, nothing like submarine existed. Praise the Lord. Nothing like that existed. So for all they cared, what Jonah told Jonah, it was a fish. Hallelujah. But it could have been something else. Praise the Lord. But God did it in a way that he stayed under the water for three whole days. Hallelujah. And then when it was time for him to come out, he vomited him on dry land. My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is too much. He can protect. The Bible says he's able to save to the uttermost. Seen he ever live to make intercession for the saints. He's able to go to every length, every death to save his people. He can do that. That's why you have no reason to fear. Hallelujah. And sometimes people will say, what about such and so Christian that died? Are you telling me that he was fearful? Are you telling me that he didn't have faith? Are you telling me that this person has more faith than this? Listen, don't have learned something. Don't compare yourself with anybody because you may just not know. Don't compare yourself with anybody. 
Let the word of God be the standard for your life. Not anybody. Hallelujah. Look at the Bible says it in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Not unto any human being. Because human beings can fail. There's a lot of imperfections when you look at human beings. You may look at people on the outside and say, oh, this person has great faith. Ah, and something happens to that person, it will disturb your faith. No. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let Jesus be your example. He's the perfect example. Hallelujah. Study the life of Jesus. When he was not ready for death, nobody could kill him. There were times the mob gathered him. They wanted to throw him. There was a time they wanted to throw him off a cliff. Whether he raised his hands and all of them froze, the Bible didn't tell us. But the Bible said he walked away from them. How did that happen? When it was not his time, they couldn't touch him. He would go into the synagogue to preach. They would send soldiers to go and arrest him. The soldiers would be met to the spirit of confusion. Because it was not his time. Even when it was time for them to arrest him, they came to arrest him. He said, who are you looking for? They said, you. So we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am he. The moment he said, I am, all of them went down. Bush. And then they, he asked them again, who are you looking for? They mentioned his name. He said, I am he. They fell down again. He said, if you accept, you let these guys go. If you don't let them go, you're not taking me. Because the deal was he was going to die alone. Even though the soldiers wanted to arrest him and all the disciples. So even at his arrest, he was in charge. So when Peter saw the miraculous, saw what happened, it gave him courage to take a sword and cut the ear of the servant called Malchus. And Jesus said, no, no, don't do that. Took the guy's ear, blew off the sand from the ear and fixed the ear back. Malabrando sita halaba. Even at his arrest, he was in charge. Hallelujah. He was in charge. To let you know, and then he told Peter, he said, listen, don't, don't, don't do this. The one who kills by the sword will die by the sword. If I wanted to, I would have talked to my father and you sent me 12 legions of angels. And I'll fix all these people. The 12 legions of angels will have been enough to fix all the Roman soldiers. All of them. Hallelujah. But it was his time to die. It was the will of God. That was his time. Hallelujah. So he allowed it to happen. Praise the Lord. He allowed it to happen. So he was not fearful. So he should be our perfect example, Jesus. And even though he died, three days later, he was out of the grave, never to die again. He was in charge. Praise the Lord. He was in charge. And that's how you should be too. Glory to God. Don't compare yourself with any man of God. So so -so so-and-so man of God died in a motor accident. So -so So-and-so man of God died in a plane crash. Well, he's not you. Who knows what he had been confessing? Who knows? Maybe it was his time. Hallelujah. But one thing is certain, and I've said it before. When it is not your time. See, when it gets to your time as a child of God, you will know. God will prepare you. How do we know? Look at Hezekiah. The Bible says God sent Isaiah and told him, said, look, put your house in order. You will soon die. That's what God always does. Look at Moses. When it was time for Moses to go, he told him, said, okay, come, let me show you because you're soon going to go. Look at the patriarchs in the Bible. They knew when their time had come. And they put their house in order. They transferred the Abrahamic blessing before they left. Because they knew. Hallelujah. So when it's your time, you will know. I was watching Dr. Reinhard Bonnke before he passed though. And he was having a particular program. And he told them, I'll be leaving very soon. 
but don't worry, I'm going to see the people who are saying, no, 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 no. And he looked at them and was laughing because he knew his time had come. Hallelujah. His time had come. He knew. So he was telling the world, listen, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'll see you guys on the other side. That is how it is. Glory to God. We are not ignorant about such things. But as long as you have not been prepared, that means it's not your time. Hallelujah. It's not your time, so you're not supposed to go. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Don't let the enemy take you out before your time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't let him take you out before your time. Glory to God. Refuse to fear. Fight that spirit, the spirit of fear. Every day of your life, fight it. I refuse to fear. I walk by faith. Hallelujah. I walk by faith in the name of Jesus. As you speak the word of God, faith will always arise in your spirit, giving you the victory, the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Refuse to fear. Everything in you resist fear. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. I want you to say this with me. Say the word of God is working mightily in me. Producing evident results in my life. I refuse to fear. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil. Because Jesus lives in me. I walk by faith. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Every day make confessions like that. Learn to dispel fear. Kick out fear from your life. And as you do, you are going to see the manifestation of the power of God in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I hope you have been blessed. Of course, I know you have been blessed. I know while I was speaking, I know faith was rising in your heart. And you just knew that like that, that spirit, you know, faith always comes with victory. Hallelujah. Somehow deep in your heart, you just know that you've got a victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. I'm going to be with you again for another wonderful time in the presence of God. Until we see again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.